This episode of Disney Countdown is brought to you by Countdown Network. From Christmas to theater to Disney, parenting, and beyond, Countdown Network is your home for the top-ranked countdown podcasts in the world. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls and dreamers of all ages, welcome to the Disney Countdown Show. Remain seated, please. Permanecer sentados, por favor. And welcome to the Disney Countdown Show. My name is Eric Peterson. I'm here with my very good buddy, Danny Jordan. Eric! Yeah, Danny! We have Thank a you. live studio audience of us. no one, uh, just <laughs> us. And we're joined, of course, as always, by uh, our good buddy, Chris Sisley, live from Brooklyn. Yeah, yeah, Brooklyn in the house. Um, and we are here. This we is are. episode two, no, one oh. We made it to season two. Oh, eventually. Season one, episode, season one was just, where am I, where's my brain right now? I'm <laughs> caught up in your shoes and we'll get to that in a moment. We will get to my shoes, yes. Season one was just six episodes. Yes, now we're, we're in a season six two. six episode season. Listen, a lot of, they do that, you know, like on, you know, Netflix or on TV, they make it so it's like, oh, we went five seasons. No, they really went. I mean, our episodes are long enough. That's true. Where six episodes is like 12 hours of content. <laughs> that's true. That's true. Yeah. Um, but here we are. We'll, uh, you know what? We always forget to do this, but we're going to do this at what? the top of the show. We always forget to tell people right at the top what our list is going to oh, be. Oh, yeah. We should point. probably do that. In, I had, ca- in case did, you're winning. You know how this is a sign that we never do it? Why? Because I had no idea what you were about to say. Yes, I, my mom's like, never what do we always it. forget to do at the top of the no. show? Everything. Uh, but today's a good list. We're doing top 10 heroes, Disney heroes. Part one, right? Yeah, part one. Yeah. Because um, we did Disney villains, which was super fun. Very dark. Um, very dark. Sinister. And now we're going to try to bring the light. Now, let's let's get to my shoes. So Speaking there, of light. <laughs> speaking of light, I am wearing a pair of shoes right now that I vowed I would never, ever wear. No. Ever. Are you talking about the maker of the shoes or the pattern of the shoes? The brand. All right. So everyone who's listening right now, I want you for the next three to five seconds to name the brand. You could be in the middle of a train right now. Sure. You could be in your car by yourself. You could be walking down the street. I just want you to say a brand out loud right now. That you think this is. That you think are on Eric's feet. We'll give you a moment of silence for you to just shout something random out to the world. Okay. Everyone's looking at you now. Some people might be right. Yeah. And if you said Crocs, you would be right. <laughs> I am wearing a pair of multicolor rainbow dyed. These are epic. Uh, Crocs. Now, here's what I'll tell you. I bought them at Marshall's, uh, and I like that they are lined on the inside with like Sherpa lining or Is something. Is that removable? Um, no. Feels like it should. It be. is. It is absolutely. It feels like you could get stinky glued very in. quickly. Um, but they are also. We realized just before we started recording, they're a size thirteen, and yeah. I really wear a size eleven. It said size eleven on the like little tag that right. it was holding on, uh, that it was holding it up. But I think I've been. So you can bamboozled. take them back. Well, I already took the tags off. Though. You know what that is. It's What's a crock. That is a crock. <laughs> this is a crock. But no, I will say this. They are very comfortable. They look cozy. I don't think that I would wear them, you know, like out into the world. Except here. Here. But this feels homey, <laughs> okay. right? Like this feels like a safe space. A fantasy world. A, it's fantasy, a fantasy world. Land. Yeah. And so I think I'm going to keep them uh, and see if I, you know can get used to wearing them, but maybe just for dog walks. Here's the good news, though. If they feel a little baggy, you just flip that little strap around to the back. Sport mode. Is that what that's... They call that 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 sport mode. Do they really call it sport mode? Yeah. 
Wait, do they call it that, or that's like what TikTok calls it? I've seen a lot of people say, I don't know if Crocs has an official opinion, but... We need to do like a TikTok or an Instagram about that. sport mode. Sport mode Crocs. Like that could be like, you know, the, the videos that have been going viral on social media of like the training for Disneyland. Mm -hmm. Like you got to have like your different mode of Crocs for of when course. you're at Disneyland, or maybe different types of shoes. For different for times di of the day. Even. For different times of day or like parts of your vacation. Sure, yeah. You know, like you've got pool day. Right. Look. You know, you've got. And you your... want Crocs that are not lined. One hundred percent. That would be bad. That'd be great for like Splash Mountain. Oh, yeah, yeah. Or yeah. Grizzly Bear Run. Sure. Anything that involves water. I feel like, what not your Crocs specifically, because if they got wet, I feel like that'd be yeah, bad. that'd be bad. But like the the OG Crocs, yeah. feel like the perfect shoe to wear on a water ride. Absolutely. Right. Because the water's just going to go right through them. Yeah. There's lots of holes. Yeah. Maybe that's how the idea for Crocs started. Oh, that they would With be somebody water on shoes? a water ride. Yeah. They're like, you know what I need. I need like a pair of like shoes that feel like flip flops, right? But, but cover more of the but toes. cover. You know, they say no open toed shoes. That's right. Yeah, on the ride. Yeah, maybe that. Does anyone know the origin Let story of Crocs? Where Where did Crocs come from? Why are they so holy? And uh, yeah, was it were they originally water shoes? And were they designed by someone who loved theme parks? Yeah. Who was like, I need the perfect theme park shoe. We need answers. We need them now. We need answers. Um, Danny, how has your week been? My week, uh, what's well, Tuesday? So it's just it sort of Tuesday. kicking off. Yeah. But uh, yesterday was a holiday for us yes, here in the States. It was President's, President's Day. Day. And I actually celebrated at Disneyland. Oh, fun, fun. Yeah. So our oldest, Emerson, we were all supposed to go because yeah. Emmy was out of school yesterday. Uh, but she has been sick as, Oof. you know, pretty much yeah. seems like every child out there. Yeah. And you can probably hear my voice right now. Yeah. I'm fighting something. I've got a stack of Ricola. Ricola. Sitting right next to me. Um, that's like a throwback to Christmas countdown. Yeah. Because I was having to rock these during CCS this you last did. year. Um, but yeah, we I took Riley, actually, our youngest. I took her to Disneyland, just the two of us. Nice. And because I had the reservation, and so I canceled my wife and my oldest reservation. And I said to her the night before, I said, I kept mine. She was like, yeah, I had a feeling you might. <laughs> um, I was like, well, it'd be a really nice bonding day for Riley yeah. and me. Plus, we were probably going to have to go somewhere anyway because sure. Emmy's just laying on the bed. She yeah. just started amoxicillin and all this stuff, right? And so I was like, well, I've got the pass. It's yeah. free to get in. Yeah. Might as well just go and I'll get some content. Yeah. It'll ride off. Sure. You know? Yeah. And... So we're driving down there and we're getting for anyone who, you know, goes to Disneyland here in Southern California, when you come from the north, I don't know if it's the same from the south, but if you're in the carpool lane, there's a dedicated exit. Yes. For Disneyland Drive. Yeah. Off of the carpool lane, which is amazing. And it's like it's like the Autobahn. It's great. Well, yesterday it was not like the Autobahn. Oh, backed up. So it was backed up onto the freeway. Whoa. The traffic just to get off. Yeah, yeah. The carpool lane. And then you got to wait in that long light. Just to get to get the bridge, the... to get over yeah. to the parking structure. I was like, yeah. well, if it's already backed up here. Yeah. So I pulled like somewhat risky, but also pro move. I wasn't up on the ramp all the way. So I was able to get across. Ooh, sure. so I sort of like pulled into like the in-between zone. Yep. So I could get up to full speed. Uh-huh. Got back into the carpool lane, went to Harbor, got off at Harbor. Came from the south. And then I went to the Toy Story lot. Sure. Satellite yeah, yeah. I was like, well, I'm gonna have to walk anyway because I yeah. got a I got a stroller and probe move that I just discovered last time we were at Disneyland is like if you don't want to deal with having to like collapse, you know, you know how you like build the perfect setup sure, yeah. for your stroller, you go through security, now you gotta put all your stuff back in, then you gotta take it all out again to get in the tram. In the tram, yeah. Well, just walk to the security over by downtown Disney, and then go you in never the back have to break way. down yeah. your stroller. So I was like, Well, I was gonna do that anyway. Yeah. 
So I'll just walk from the Toy Story lot. And so we did that. And let me tell you, the traffic situation was very much an indicator of what the parks. Very crowded. It was very, very crowded. Uh, yeah. We got in shortly after 11. We started the California Adventure. I was like, oh, we'll do like Monsters, Inc. Yeah. Then we'll pop over. Monsters, Inc. was over an hour. Oof. To get in. I was like, if Monsters, Inc. is an hour, yeah. <laughs> what is the rest of this going look to look out. like? So we went to Disneyland. and or We met Pluto. Sure. Nice. Riley had never met Pluto. And she was really excited to see him from about two groups away. Sure. And then the second photo time came. Not so excited. I'll post it on our Patreon. Yeah, yeah. Um, there's one great photo and about eight of her trying <laughs> to dive out of my trying arms. Trying to get out of there. Classic. Yeah. And then we went to Disneyland. We rode the teacups. Nice. Um, but we got really fortunate. We were walking up Main Street. The cavalcade with the band was coming yeah. right down. Literally like turning the corner right by the hub uh-huh. as we were walking by. So I just parked Riley there. And she's like, Mickey, Minnie. As far as she was concerned, it was a perfect day. She day. saw them all. Yeah, yeah. So we hung out for about two hours and then... That's great. And then came back home. And, you know, it was nice just to get a little, little taste. Sure, yeah. A little, you know, sampling. It's of, also of the good, you know, it's tricky when you get that second kid of giving them their own alone time yes. with you. Because once you have the two kids, it seems like, well, if we're going to do something fun, like go get ice cream, go to a baseball game, go to Disneyland, you go as a family and everybody 100%. goes together. But then it's like, well, I want, you know, for me, in my case, I want Miles to have specific memories of just me and him and like doing something that's just us and it's like our own thing and then it can also have memories of us as a family because sophie had you know essentially five years of like memories of just us and her right so i remember when i took miles to disneyland for the first time just the two of us and it was so fun and just like seeing his face just light up and be like it's just you and me buddy it was awesome you know and that actually that time that we went we uh, Lisa and Sophie were on a Girl Scout trip, uh, camping trip. And so they took our car because we used to have one car. And Lisa rented us a Dodge Ram Hemi nice. pickup truck oh, oh, for like oh, oh, oh. <laughs> for like the weekend. So we would have a car. So me and Miles were in this just perfect blue, huge pickup truck. Love that. And just drove all the way down there. And we went, <laughs> and we just had such a good time. Oh, man, that's good memories. Yeah, it it it's funny you bring that up because I obviously I've never been alone to Disneyland with Riley before, but you know, Emmy got plenty of those experiences sure. of like just me with, you know, mommy and daddy or yeah. there were even times in, you know, the middle of the pandemic when Disneyland was closed, it's like if I ever felt like we just needed some magic, we would drive down and go walk around downtown sure. Disney together. Yeah. Which was like Fun in some respect, was, but was also, like, sad. Yeah. I felt like... To be so close and so far away. It reminded me of, like, Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory, where, like, <laughs> they're standing outside the gate, like, dreaming yeah. of what used to happen inside yeah, of there. Yeah. That's how I felt whenever we would go. So it was fun to just not have to, like, worry about the double-wide stroller. And is Emmy getting to go on the ride? She wants, like, literally just watching Riley react. Yeah. And I will tell you, I was thinking of this yesterday, I really wanted to bring it up on the show, is that... Disney is an essence. Mm-hmm. There is spirit. And I know, and I was one of these people. There's a lot of people who say like, don't take your kids to Disneyland until they're like four or five years sure. old. Cause they're not going to remember it anyway. So why do it? And I used to be that person. So I totally get it. But let me tell you walking, not even like down main street from like, uh, I think that's Harbor over there where there's like says Disneyland resort and you walk by where all the buses come mm-hmm. in. The second the music hit your ears, yeah, my daughter, who is one and a half years old, literally started like clapping yeah. her hands in the air and was like, "They can feel it." it. Yeah, and she was like, she literally, she's like, 
Disney. She just started saying Disney, yeah. Disney, Disney. She felt the essence yeah. of the place. And that was so fun to just watch her every time she would hear a familiar song. Not even a song she might know, but just it's a feeling. Yeah. There was a feeling about being at the parks and I yesterday. I think the kids can feel the like positivity, you know, mm-hmm. which is why, you know, whenever I see like any parents and I've been there, but whenever I see parents at the park, like getting frustrated with either like line times or whatever, I always am like, oh, please just like keep it, keep it to yourself. Because like once that bad energy just sort of gets out there, like that's, that's no good. And the kids can feel that. But like when they can just be in a place and they can just feel that like all the adults are happy and all the adults are kind of going with what the kids want and they feel a little bit in charge. And yeah, it's great. I, it's funny you bring that up because I had a moment of that because it was so crowded. Yeah. And I'm like, I didn't bring like the easy to like roll around right. stroller yesterday because yeah. like that one's bigger. It's the bob. It's got like, sure. you know, it's really long. And that one like you can turn on a dime. Sure. I brought the old school one that's like, yeah. like you know, like you feel it in your forearms <laughs> yeah. if you're driving one handed yeah. sort of situation. Yeah. And we were, we got into Fantasyland. We just walked through the castle and it was just like a sea so of humanity. Yeah. And it's all families because there's no school. So sure. like it's strollers everywhere. And I got to like right by where the, the sword in the stone area is. Yeah. I literally was at a standstill for probably 15, 20 seconds. Ooh. And part of me was like, oh my gosh, people <laughs> just move. And then I, I literally took a breath and I was like, why am I in such a rush? Right. I'm at Disneyland. Yeah. This is so cool that yeah. I'm at Disneyland right now. Yeah. And so I literally took a breath and I, I, I had a smile come to my face. And I was like, you know what? If we ride no rides today, whatever. I mean, that's the point of getting the Magic Key Pass. You yeah. Know, is that it's, you know, I remember when we had, when they were just called annual passes, we would go down and just like see a parade and have dinner, not even yeah. ride a single ride. But like you were saying, just getting in there and getting the smells and the sounds and the essence of the places can it fill you It takes a lot of pressure off. Yeah. It also makes you feel a little bad for like the people who are like, this is the one day they've been like sure. looking forward oh, yes. to, you yeah. know, throughout the year. And you're like, okay, well, maybe me leaving is good because there's one less, <laughs> right. two less bodies in the park and they can have a, yeah. a more magical day. But it was, it was fun. And, you know, was, you know, anytime I get out to the parks, I'm, I'm all about it. Yeah. What about you? How you been? Uh, I've been good. My wife and kids are all sick. So I've been sort of just like doing laundry and dishes and getting medicine and, they're all just laying around the house, just coughing and. You're like Mary Poppins. <laughs> I am Mary. Po- I am Mary Poppins for this past. Can we week. call you Airy Airy Poppins. Like Airy Poppins, but then it almost sounds like Harry. Airy Poppins. <laughs> Airy Poppins. Airy Poppins. I, I kind of like that. You know, that reminds me. I was thinking recently. I, I keep meaning to bring this up on our show. Yeah. I feel like you and I need Disney nicknames. Ooh. Tell me more. Uh. Like, what are you thinking? I well, I was thinking let's just come up with some fun Disney nicknames and I I think I actually came up with one for you. All right, let's hear. It. I mean, I got to go deep into the annals of my notes. of my notes here. <laughs> let's see where did I put this. Uh Disney Disney nicknames were Oh, we need nicknames. Here we go. This was a note okay. I wrote to myself. We need nicknames. And I thought yours. Uh-huh. I already have one for you. Okay. Epcot Eric. Ooh, that's fun. I like you that. You love Epcot. I do love Epcot. It's right over my shoulder. And we'll start with an E. It felt felt great. I love alliteration. Sure. And then there's a pretty obvious one for me. Danny Disneyland. Danny Dap- Disneyland. Dapper Danny. Ooh, that's good too. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. maybe we can open it up to the listeners. Yeah, if, if you, you have, have ideas, 
please uh, leave them in the comments or send us uh, you know, a message through our socials, which are... We are at Disney Countdown Show on Instagram and TikTok. We are also at Pod Disney on Twitter. I couldn't tell you the last time I tweeted from our yeah. account on there, but we're there. We're there, just in case. If you're into it, yeah. uh, you can also find us on Facebook. We are at Disney Countdown. And if you really love what we're doing and you want to be a part of a very fun, magical, private community on Facebook, you can join our Patreon. Yeah. And the link for that is in the episode notes. I, I love that group. They, they're they great. so friendly and kind. And it's a fun place where you and I like to share like some photos from our childhood and yeah. sort of fun stories about Disney over the years. So if you want to be a part of that community, I guarantee you won't be disappointed. Just click the link in the episode notes yeah. and uh, that'll get you. And there. you get the bonus picks that didn't fit in our top 10. Exactly. Like my list right now, I have through 25, top 25, 25 heroes? heroes, Disney oh heroes. Oh my gosh. Yeah. And they're all ranked. I actually put them all in order. Did you really? Yeah. And not just the top 10. I pulled a U today and What's we'll get that? to this in the countdown. Okay. I'm excited. I put together a list but I did not assign any numbers to them. Numbers. Yet. Okay. So I think we're just gonna we're gonna see what, what comes like out in the that. wash. Uh, I like that, as they say. But speaking of, you know, like our loyal people who we absolutely love, we always love when people rate and review the yes. show. So if you haven't done that yet, please make sure you do so. You can do that. Uh, you can rate us on Spotify. You can rate and review on Apple. So if you have a review you want to share, just send us a DM on social media, and we'll make sure to read that on the show. But we do have a couple new uh, reviews that have come in since our last episode that we would love to read right now. It's time to read some reviews. Write one and we'll read yours too. Um, do you want me to go first? Or do yeah, you, you can go, go first. All right. So, you know, as is the case every time we read a review on this show or any other that we do, we can't see the full title of this review. <laughs> so this one this is, is my favorite part. An amusement. P- an amusement podcast? An amusement park? An amusement... Park for the podcast world. Ooh, I like that. Let's say that's what it is. So this comes to us from RC underscore teacher for life. Cool. And they give us five magical stars. Yes. And they say, just picture it. Mm. Can you see it? Mm. Can you hear it? Mm. Over the last few years and during some of the most difficult days this world has ever faced, two friends have opened their hearts and lives to people across the globe with a simple mission to spread joy, laughter, and be a light in an often dark world. I know, right? That's just the opening paragraph. Oh my God. From Christmas Land to the Parenting Corner, and now the magical world of Disney, Eric and Danny have created their own amusement park for the listeners from all walks of life. Each episode provides a chance to relax, reminisce, and enjoy the little things this duo brings to the table. I'm, thank- <clears throat> I'm thankful for their honesty, humor, and for bringing a smile to my face with every episode. Can't wait to see what other areas they add to the park along the way. Thank you, and bless you both for being a light people can turn to. That is so I know. nice. I have goosebumps on my, my arms right gosh. now. Gosh, you know, folks, all of you that have sent in messages to us, you know, and we haven't said this in a while, so we'll we can say it here. Yeah, you know, when we started the Christmas podcast uh, two years ago, we really did not expect it to be much of anything. And that show really just grew very quickly yeah. and had such a community of people that felt like what we were doing was good for the world and, and positive. And whenever we get these messages like this of people seemingly being very inspired by yeah. what we're doing, it just make it really fills our heart and we're filled with such gratitude. And, you know, thank you so much for writing into us, to, for saying these things, for feeling these things. Um, and we're going to try to keep doing it for you. It's encouraging. It really is. You know, when you sit, imagine sitting in a room by yourself mm-hmm. or with one other person and just talking into this device, wondering 
Does Who anyone will care? hear it? Yeah. Will anyone hear it? Will they care? Will it impact them? These moments that we sit here and we cry or right. share very intimate details about our lives and, and, and our history and things that matter to us. You don't know. Yeah. You don't know who's going to be into it, who's going to respond. And, but I think it's somewhere in you, you know that there's somebody out there even if, who's even gone if through something person, similar, who's yeah. going through something similar, has felt something similar, or needs to be reminded yeah. of the magic of life, believing, yeah. of life, of the essence of what Disney is about, we believe at its core, and Christmas and all these things that we love is about community, is about love, is about hope yeah. and joy and the belief that anything is possible, that a dream you wish can come true, yeah. um, that you all are out there and that we're finding each other and that this is connecting and that you take the time to let us know. I, I think it's important that this is like a, you understand this is a two way street. Yeah. And just like you feel fed by what we say into these microphones, mm -hmm. we feel fed by what you then share back hundred percent with us and it keeps us going and we feel, I, I feel a certain responsibility, you know, yeah. and, and it's an honor. Really. Absolutely. I think it's maybe a better, better Absolutely. word to use. So anyway, all that to say, um, Thank you so much, RC underscore teacher, teacher for life. Teacher for life. We appreciate you. Do I know what RC stands for? If that's maybe the school? Could be. You know, well, my great grandfather, I think is he it's. writing us from the. But his name was RC. I think it was RC Danley. Really? Yeah, I'm pretty sure that he went by RC. I'm curious, do we think it stands for like they teach like radio control remote stuff? Remote control? Yeah, remote control. Maybe. Ooh, what if you, there was a whole class about how to use a remote control? I mean, I feel like I could teach a whole class on that. Like and every type of remote control. Every type existed. of remote control. So first you'd get into the technical aspects of like how do you okay. program it to, you know, match with your TV and, you know, the different yeah. inputs and all that stuff. But then also the the second level of the class would be like asserting control of the Ooh. remote control. And how do you, you know, how do you hold it that you everybody feels like they have input, but you're still the last line of defense and you're still choosing what you're going to watch? Because to me, remote control, control is absolutely important. I mean, control is the word. It's like absolutely. it is the operative word. Yes. Forget about remote. In yeah, there. <laughs> all control. Do you have a Roku device? Uh, no. Okay, so the Roku remote, now we're really getting into the, uh, the rabbit hole here. Uh, the Roku remote is brilliant, but it's also scary because there are no numbers on it. Mm. at all it's literally just like up down left yeah. right okay volume up down uh home button yeah there's no numbers in this whole situation whatsoever and i gotta say the first time i like used it i was like this feels really weird to me yeah. because all i've ever known is like i want channel nine i go zero nine yeah but now you gotta like go to the guide and like scroll yeah. through the guide but i feel like the numbers of like channel numbers are sort of like a thing of the past i mean they're still there but but here's the thing eric it also exists wait let me go there is it's trying to connect but i'm not at home right now um i'm not gonna be able to show you so on my phone there's yeah. a roku app and i can have the controller on my oh phone. yeah i do that with my apple tv do you really yeah it's i actually like... lost the remote for a long time and it was okay <laughs> because i just did everything on my on my phone except that i couldn't change the volume so the volume was <laughs> at like 26 doesn't matter even though lisa and i would be it was the tv in our room and That's like amazing. we tried to be watching tv and the kids are going to sleep she's like turn it down i'm like i can't i can't all i can do is change the channel that's amazing <laughs> yeah it's uh it's cool it it's cool but what's funny is i still have two remotes mm. neither one of them work i've tried changing the batteries 
I could order a new remote. Sure. But I just go to the phone. Just do and, the phone. and it goes back to like that teaching the course thing because it's really made life hard for my parents when <laughs> yeah. they come over to watch the kids. They're yeah. like, they want Peppa Pig, but I don't right. know how to turn it on. I was like, we got to download the app. They're like, I got to download the app. <laughs> and it's like, oh, this oh, is the generational yes, thing happening yes. right now. Anyway, thank you so much, RC Teacher for Life. We appreciate you. And yes. uh, here's another one. All right, here we go. This is um, the title is Evoking All the emotions all is all in caps and this is from mary x12 x (laughs) and i did that because it's m-a-r-y-y-y x12 x do you think there were that many mary x12 x's that they had to throw i guess all these y's in there i guess so um (laughs) all right and they gave us uh five uh beautiful magical stars i love that and this is what they said for me it's a no-brainer to give you five magical stars yeah I'm so glad I discovered you in the Christmas countdown and have now followed to the Disney countdown because you guys just make my heart so, so happy. I love listening to you share why certain Disney or Christmas movies, songs, memories mean so much to you with either your parents when you were kids or now with your kids as parents. I definitely agree with you that there seems to be a lot of crossover between those of us who love Christmas and Disney because of all the joy and nostalgia they bring. Mm. Thank you for adding your perspectives into the worlds of Disney and Christmas. Thank you very much, wow. Mary. I'm going to assume her name's Mary. I mean, Mary's a perfect <laughs> name for someone who loves Christmas. That's right. That's right. Right. Um, but thank you so much. Yeah. I wonder what the X12X stands for. Maybe 12 is their favorite number. I was thinking, do you remember pager code? Did like, you ever have I a mean, pager? I had a pager. But did you ever like send... So this was the early days of yeah. text messaging where like you would use numbers to look like words to look like words yeah yeah yeah. where like one two was r yeah because it looks like yes yeah yeah do you remember that i do remember that yeah what a waste of time like can (laughs) we just talk about that for maybe i don't want to waste too much time talking about a waste of time pagers like we weren't doctors we weren't doctors i can remember being in like youth group when i was i don't know like 14 years old 15 years old and like I hear, I feel, yes. Go, Hold on, I gotta go to the payphone. Check my page. Go drop a twenty-five cents to yeah. send. Hey, yeah, four three four back to somebody star zero nine because yes. that was my. Remember you had your code. Yes, so they knew who it was from. So you yeah, had to write out your whole name. Oh my gosh, yeah. And like sweet dreams would be like five, one 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 three three seven was sweet. Oh okay, yeah. But then if you did 177, that was M. So like 111 was W, but 177 was M. Whoa. Do you remember this? I, I Not this in depth. And then dreams would be 0, 1, 2, 3, 4. This is a big skill to have. 1775. should put this on your resume. I really should. I'm an Kids expert at pager, pager code. code. Maybe I missed my calling. Maybe <laughs> I, I should remember, have been writing computer code. Yes. I remember when I was a kid, I like before... I had an actual pager. Yeah. I had like a bubble gum pager. So it was like a plastic little case that had sticks of bubble gum in it, but it looked like a pager. Was it black? It was black and it had like the numbers on like a sticker and it clipped to the inside of your belt and stuff. And so I would wear that even after like I saved that little (laughs) box for months and I would be like, hey, I got my pager here. Hold on. Page me. Let me know what's going on. Would you just be like, "Mm, mm." oh, excuse me. Totally. uh, Oh, a girlfriend, uh, <laughs> she texted me, hey, babe, she needs me to oh get back gosh. to her. And you remember, so I had, I didn't think I was cool because I had like the old pager that had like the screen sure, on, on the, the top. top. Yeah. But then they came out with that one that like clipped in. The wide one, and yeah. And it was on the side and like you just had a lot more space. Yeah. And I feel like 
that was sort of like the equivalent of having a Nokia phone when cell phones came out. Sure. Like if you yeah. had a Nokia and you could play Snake, you were cool. Yeah, yeah. But if you had some like... Or even a Blackberry when Blackberry came out. Oh, Blackberry. You know, that was... And then when they got the little rollerball. See, I was never a Blackberry guy ever. I was. Never had one. I loved it because when you would send an e- email or a text, mm-hmm. you could feel the buttons. Yes. That was my one gripe of the iPhone when it first came out. I was like, but I can't... Can't feel it. Tactile. Feel anything. Yeah. yeah. And now... And I can remember like making fun of people when I'd be out like... When I was doing community theater and everyone would go to Denny's afterwards. Yeah. And when the iPhone first came out and people were playing Words with Friends. Yeah. And you'd like look across the table and they'd be like... Yeah. And there was... I remember a friend of mine, we would always just look across the table at each other and just... Pretend like we were just swiping on our phones <laughs> to be like, look at those nerds yeah. swiping, and now look at me. I knew, <laughs> I knew that I had become too addicted to my phone when I was on a plane once, and I was like waiting for takeoff, and they have the magazines, you know, like in the seat pocket yeah. in front of you, and I was like reading it, just sort of wasting time, and I saw some ad, and I was like, oh, that's cool, but it was like a small ad in like the corner of the page. And I went with my two fingers on the page to like, oh wow, pinch and zoom, you know, and on an actual <laughs> magazine, right? Just inherently, I was just like, oh, oh my god, this is not is a happening? device. But the fact that my brain was like, yes. I want that bigger, and knew to make my fingers go together and pinch wide, it was really, <laughs> it was really bad. I was wow. like, oh boy, oh my god, it's goodness. gone too far. It's I gone know. too far. That's how we know we're getting old. Yes, that that stuff bothers us. Yes, when we were younger, we wouldn't. Who cares? Wouldn't give two thoughts about it. But anyway, um, thank you so much for those reviews, friends. We, as you yes. know, we we love them. And if you've got some thoughts you want to share with us, please uh, make sure to review us on Apple or just shoot us a DM letting us know what you think of the show. It means the world to us. Um, so we got through our, our reviews. We did a little small. Should we do some talk. Disney news? I would love to share some Disney news. I actually have. I got some, something too. You have hot news? Yeah. Let's hear that hot music. We interrupt our program to bring you this Disney news. Hot news, hot news. news. (laughs) I love that. Um, I'll go first and then you can read yours. Okay. Um, This is, uh, I'm quoting uh, the Vulture article that was talking about Disney defrosts Walt's corpse for its 100th anniversary. That's a slightly misleading title, but essentially what they did is, obviously it's the Disney 100 this year, and they're doing lots of cool celebrations for it, Uh, and they're having a... um, an exhibit that is going around the country. It's starting in Philadelphia. Okay. Um, and it's sort of a celebration of all things Disney, of the company, of the last hundred years. Um, it's one of those sort of like all immersive um, traveling museum exhibits, oh, cool. you know, cool. kind of like the Van Gogh thing where the the oh, paintings there's... come to yes, life. Yes, 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 yes. It's one of those things where it's like super um, immersive. Uh, but part of it was they have uh, an animation of Mickey and he's in his... Um, uh, blue hat with the stars from Fantasia. Okay. And he sort of like does some magic and then they have a hologram of Walt and he's basically saying like, you know, dreams are amazing and you can, Whoa. you know, this type of stuff that Walt would say, but it's like, it looks like him and it's, he looks young and, and so vibrant and alive and, wow. and it's really amazing what they can do with, you know, holograms and yeah. deep fakes and all that stuff and using sections of his voice to then make a new statement that they wanted this to play. So it's not just like him saying something that he said before. They like wrote what he's going to say oh, wow. and then made it sound like he was actually saying That's it. incredible. It's pretty cool though. 
That's almost, it's making me think of that uh, video you sent me, the viral video of that guy on oh, Instagram and TikTok. Yes. The Bill Burr. Yeah, Bill guy, Burr. Who's like blowing up. I know. He was on Good Morning America. I know. We, we got to get him on We got to get him on. So if you know Bill Burr, if you're yes. a listener out there. Tag him. Tag him in. Let him know we would love to chat with him. Yes. On the show. But um, that's just wild to me. I'll, I'll have yeah. to check that out. Is it coming to LA? Do we know? I don't know. I, okay. I know the first city is Philadelphia. Okay. But, it's got to yeah. I would think it would. It feels yeah. like. I mean, this is like where, where it all started. Is. Gotta, yeah. Or at least San Francisco, where the Disney Family Museum is. Yeah. I feel like it's got to go there for yeah. sure. Uh, so I have a couple pieces of Disney news. Okay. Uh, I don't know if you heard but or saw, but when they started the 100-year anniversary celebration of Disney, you know, there was a lot of like backlash that was happening on social media about like the banners that were hanging around like downtown Disney, like having the wrong dates of sure. like movies coming out or rides uh, opening or attractions yeah. opening at the parks. Um, but one of the big ones they sort of made a misstep on was the Mickey statue. I saw this. Yes. Right on Main Street that had Walt's quote wrong. And Very famous quote. The first version of the statue that went in, there's this quote banner yeah. underneath Mickey Mouse. And it said it all started with a mouse, which is not the correct quote. The correct quote is or was... It was all started by a mouse. Yeah. And so there was a lot of people being like, oh my gosh, it's the hundred year. How could you get that wrong? Right. And so I, the first time I went, you know, in the hundred year, the incorrect one was there. Then I went back and a week later, there was no statue there at all. It was just flowers. And then I went back the other day and, and they fixed it and they fixed it. So, yeah. so it is right. So anyone that was like, you know, ruffling feathers and honestly, I'm kind of glad that people saw that and yeah. called it out. Uh, and it's wild to me that. It that they could, yeah, beforehand. But you know, that's life. I love that quote, actually. Yeah, you know, because it is something about Disney as a company that they do kind of always remember where they came from, even though they're a humongous company now mm -hmm. with so many different divisions of parks, cruises, animation, live action, Marvel, Star Wars. Like they, they're such an enormous, you know, behemoth of a company. Yeah. And I think that, you know, the more that they lean into this idea of like, remember, it was all started by a mouse and like it all came from that joyful little mouse Mickey and what he made people feel and yeah. what they felt by his storytelling. And then when they remember that, that's when Disney's at their best. I think it's also just a really inspiring quote for anyone who has yeah. an idea. I was yeah. thinking about that, you know, over in DCA, they have the statue of of Walt and Mickey with yeah. like the old leather, yeah, yeah. you know, suitcase there. And I was, you know, reading it about like in 1923 when he like packed everything up and like came out to California. And it's just, it's wild because 1923 to 1955, like I feel like most of us, pretty much anyone who's listening to the show doesn't remember a world where Disney wasn't a huge yeah. global brand. Part of it, Everybody yeah. knew. But think that in 1923, he moves. It's not until like 32 years later that the park first opens. Right. Where Disney really starts. Like, obviously, there was a success of Snow White and all sure. these other films. But like, it's wild to think that it took that much time. You know, and I think yeah. it's such a great reminder for anybody who has like a thing they want to do whatever that is, whether it's creative or not, that patience is, is a virtue. And yeah. I know that we want everything right now, but like, imagine that was Disney's mentality. Yeah. The world that we know today wouldn't exist. Like yeah. some things just take 
time. Take time. And especially know? to do them right. Actually, that story that I was telling you about the hologram, he talks about how, um, and I know he has said this, he had said this before, but something about like, when we take on a project, we research everything, not just the surface level, every single, every mm. single thing about it. And it's kind of what you're saying that, you know, you need sometimes to do something right. It just takes time. Yeah. A hundred percent. So anyone out there who's got a dream, whatever that is, just be patient. Just be patient. You know, your time will come. Yes. I, I firmly, firmly believe that. Uh, so that's one piece of Disney news. And the other one is that, you know, they've been doing these these after hours events. Yeah. yeah. Um, I think they're called the, the after after hours. Yeah. Yeah. So they announced that they're going to be doing them at, uh, at Epcot. Ooh. Yeah. Nice. And one at Typhoon Lagoon mm, as well. Water it's, Park. Uh, it's called In the evening. H2O Glow. That sounds fun. I mean, like. Can you imagine the party that's going to be going on at oh Epcot Center after hours? Yeah. It's going to be cray. Yeah. So Disney Parks, if you're listening. Send us. And you want to have a couple fun Disney dads. <laughs> just hang, Keep an eye on things. Chaperones. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Of We're course. We're going to chaperone course, yeah. the event. Make sure no one gets out of hand. But yeah. I just think that's going to be such a blast. Obviously, I had a great time doing the one at Disneyland. But I feel like Epcot's going to be a totally different yeah. vibe. Well, I mean, here's the thing about Epcot is that you can... You can really party at Epcot. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, you know, obviously, there's the fact that they sell alcohol. Right. Um, but, like, they do such a good job. I've been to Epcot during Food and Wine Festival, Ooh. and, like, it, we got wild. We, Did you? <laughs> we got pretty wild <laughs> because you're, like, just going country to country and trying amazing food and amazing weird drinks. Yeah. And you're also combining, like... German beer with like Italian wine with you a know Bellini, <laughs> Bellini. You know yeah. it can it gets uh, a little crazy in the tum tum, but yeah, but it's a good it's time. It's a blast. I was there during the uh, I don't know like the Garden Festival, yeah. so a little di- different, a little less, yeah, different yeah. vibe. People are more into like sipping a little vino, you know, <laughs> yeah. while they're looking at flowers yeah. rather than partying and getting it yeah. getting it in, as they say. But that's a couple pieces of Disney news uh, that wanted to share with you all. Um, and before we get to our countdown, Eric, I was thinking yes. we could do a new bit. Ooh, I'm excited. I love bits. I want to call it Doing It for the Gram. Oh, okay. So, you know, we've been putting out more social content yeah. lately, doing a lot of these fun things that are really popular on social media right now, you know, guess the bracket top five challenges, is, bracket and, challenges. Yeah. So I was thinking maybe, maybe this becomes a recurring thing. Like I love every it. episode we call it Doing It for the Gram. Yeah. Where we do one of these bits live on, live the, show. on the show. I love that idea. So we pull out our phones, great. which is always great. Hmm. This is really dynamic audio content. I love this. All right, I am. All right, recording. Ready? Yep. Ready? Yep. I'm ready. <laughs> what a start! I don't know. <clears throat> Here we go. All right, Eric. I have got a this or that Disneyland food edition. Okay. Are All you right. Ready? Yes, I'm ready. All right. Here we go. I, I'll tell you. I have very specific feelings about food. Do you? Yes. You love it. I do love it, but I'm a picky eater. Okay. So well, we're about to find out how picky you are. All right. So first, popcorn or Mickey pretzel? Popcorn, 100%. Okay. Churro or beignets? Beignets. I'm not a churro guy. My my family likes them. I'm not a churro guy. Okay. We've got to talk more about that Hashtag later. not a churro guy. Wow. Okay. Clam chowder bread bowl or gumbo bread bowl? Ooh, both good. I'm going to go clam chowder. Good choice. Corn dog or turkey leg? Ooh. Also, you know, classic choices. I'm going to go turkey leg. Great selection. Next up, we have giant pickle or frozen banana. Giant pickle, a million percent above all things. 
this one was really hard for me. Like, to, I was like, what do I, what's comparable sure. to a giant pickle? Yeah. This is what I was thinking about laying in bed last night. Was, <laughs> Frozen bananas? <laughs> I was trying to think of something that was comparable to a giant pickle. Yes. Anyway, moving on. Last one. Dole Whip or ice cream at Gibson Girl? Again, this is controversial. I'm not a Dole Whip guy. What? So I'm going to go ice cream. And I love the ice cream. It's not just that I'm choosing it over Dole Whip. I love getting ice cream oh, uh, on Main Street. There. My gosh. I know. Not a Dole Whip guy. I know. You know what's crazy is I eat a ton of food, but I don't really like desserts. Isn't that weird? I'm the same way. I'm not a dessert guy. Yeah. But and I all like those Dole things Whip. are are kind of desserts. Well, the, with the exception of the giant, giant pickle. Giant pickle. <laughs> <laughs> all right. I love it. That's doing it for the gram. Doing it for the gram. Look at that. I love that our listeners got like a segment yeah. while also a little behind the scenes. A little behind the scenes, seeing us do our work, that was but fun. that's good. All right. All right, Danny, I have a challenge for you. I want you to guess the top 10 most popular Disney characters. Now, this is according to Pound Toy, which is a UK online toy company that basically analyzed Instagram hashtags, worldwide Google searches, GIFs, and movie appearances. Wow. Name the top 10. As many as you can, and go. Most popular characters by Disney. Yeah. Mickey Mouse. Yes, number one. Minnie Mouse. No. Elsa. Yes, number seven. Donald Duck. Nope. Goofy. Nope. Pluto. Nope. Uh, Anna. Nope. Rapunzel. Yes, Rapunzel's number 10. Okay. Moana. Moana is number four. Very Woo! good. Okay, so I got, what, four out of the 10? You got uh, Mickey at number one, Moana at number four, uh and rapunzel at number 10 okay let's go uh maui nope pocahontas no mulan uh mulan is at number five yes okay so I'm, am i halfway home now you got one four and five and ten okay one four five and ten let me yeah. try to remember that okay let's go oh my gosh think about what would people maybe do hashtags about? Could be like things that people dress up as, popular movies. And this is not Star Wars. This is not. No, no, no. Just, okay, just Disney yeah, characters. And properly. no Pixar. Okay. No, ooh, no Pixar. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Okay. Peter Pan. Nope. Uh, but live in that world. Okay. Live in that world. Tinkerbell. Tinkerbell, number hey, two. Number two, Tinkerbell. Okay. okay. Let's go. Hmm. Uh, Gosh, this is harder than I thought it was going to be. I know. Let's go with Remy. Nope. From Ratatouille. That nope. Was, that was a Hail Mary. That was a Hail Mary. Not going to happen. Sorry, Remy. I was thinking on that one. Uh, let's go. I think I named all the classics, didn't I? Uh, most. Most of them. What, uh, who's, uh, whose castle is it? Not here oh, in, L in Cinderella. LA. Cinderella number three. So okay. you got Mickey at number one, Tink at number two, Cinderella at number three. You said Moana? I did. You did. Moana at number four. Mulan at number five. So you need number six, seven, eight, and nine. Oh, my gosh. And I'll tell you this. Eight and nine are from the same movie. Oh, okay. <laughs> I said, oh, okay, like as if I was just, that was going like, to tip me off. Uh, okay, so let me think of a popular Disney. My arm's getting tired. I know. Mine too. My shoulders are <laughs> really starting to hurt right now. Let's go. Oh, my gosh. Mary Poppins? Nope. No. Classic 90s Disney. Oh. Little Mermaid, Ariel. Nope. nope. Oh, oh, Belle. Nope. Dang it. 
I keep, keep going. thinking I'm about to nail it. Oh, Aladdin. Aladdin Jasmine. is number eight. Jasmine is number nine. Yes. So we need number six and number seven. Oh, my gosh. This is challenging. Uh, Flynn Rider. Nope. No, that was silly. Kristoff. No. Nope. Olaf. No, but you're starting to get closer. You're getting colder. I'm getting colder. But in a good way. Did I say Elsa already? Nope, you didn't. But I there didn't. you go. Elsa, number seven. Oh. Okay. <laughs> okay, one more? One more. Number six. Should I be able to get this one? Yeah, think about what is a character. I'll tell you this. It's from more old-timey. Okay. Uh, but very popular. A lot oh. of people. Love, has their own ride. Dopey. Nope. Snow White. Nope. Pinocchio. Nope. Has their own ride? Yep. Uh, very popular with kids. Boys and very girls. Very popular with kids. Buzz Lightyear. Nope. No, not Pixar. Dang yeah. it. Oh, my gosh. My arm is hurting so bad. <laughs> oh, my gosh. I don't know how much longer I can hold this up. It's good. I can edit it. Uh, yeah. All right. Has a its own ride. Own ride. I said Snow White. I it said is a classic Disney character. Alice from Alice in nope. Wonderland. No. Nope. Dang it. Uh, classic Disney. He's character. an animal. He's an animal. He's a classic Disney character. Mm-hmm. It looks like you're trying to tell me with your eyes. Mm-hmm. And the answer is gonna be their ride. Dumbo. Is... Nope. Dang it. <laughs> oh my gosh! I thought that was it for sure. So close. Uh, their ride is near Splash Mountain. Near Splash. Oh, Winnie the Pooh. Winnie the oh Pooh. My Number gosh. six. Winnie wow. the Pooh. Who can that forget took, about Winnie the Pooh? That took way too long. That's pretty good though. Look at that. There's your list. Oh my gosh, my arm. One through ten. So badly right good now. Good job, Danny. Thanks. That's gonna be tough to edit into a social piece. <laughs> Woo! My shoulder Woo! is yeah. feeling it. Next time we gotta do tripods. Yes. Oh my for gosh! Real. Did, we, but we did it for the gram, and that we was did the it whole for the point gram. of that segment. Yeah. Folks. So now we're gonna get into the uh, the countdown. Yeah. I'm so excited. Let's do it. All right. So it. this is gonna be ten through six of Disney heroes. Let's get that music, Chris. Yeah. Yes. Once you hear that, uh, that I need sound, a stretch. You know that it's time. Can we All stretch. Right. Yeah. My <laughs> arm is definitely very sore from uh, Dan, Danny trying to guess. Okay. Uh, the top a, ten. That was a tough one. It's tough. It's very tough. Um, all right. So these are top ten. Disney heroes, and we did qualify that we are not including Marvel and Star Wars right. in this particular list, correct? Um, just because that brings in a whole different thing. Oh so we're gosh. trying to go in, you know, Disney list. and and Pixar stuff. Um, and yeah, all right, I'm going to start here. Can I ask you a question before yes. we get into it? What do you think makes a great hero? Great question. Um, I think a hero needs to be the protagonist of the story right so i think they need to be sort of the driver of the plot okay um i think they need to be brave i think they need to be strong of either mind or body or will okay um i think that they need to be inspiring Mm. and i think that they need to go through something that changes them and makes them into a a better hero Mm. They need to go the distance. They need to go the distance. Yes, yes. Absolutely. I think, absolutely. I think bravery for sure. Another thing I thought was like sacrifice. Yeah, yeah. And loyalty. Huge. I think are like three big things. And I don't know if you noticed this going through making your list, but like I found that just because a movie was named that character didn't necessarily mean that they are the hero absolutely. of the story. And so I'm excited to hear who you have. And yeah. I'm very nervous to try to narrow mine down because I don't have any numbers. And this I is know, so this not is exciting. I don't know what I'm going to do. I'm very nervous. <laughs> All right, my number 10, and this is going to be shocking for people. Okay. Shocking. Breaking news. Breaking Eric. Epcot Eric news. At number 10, I'm going Peter Pan. 
Whoa. Can you believe that I put Peter Pan at number 10? Now, no. I will say this. He easily could have been number one, <laughs> but I, I know I've been hearing you in the comments <sighs> and what people are saying to me in person. I'm everything that I'm choosing in these like bracket challenges, <laughs> in these top characters, top songs, everything ends with Peter Pan. It so I so does. I made a conscious effort to not have Peter Pan be number one. Yep. He could have been. But I'm not making him number one, I'm making him number ten. Okay. Uh, and I think that he's a great uh character. Obviously, I love that film. Um he can fly. He can fly, he, he can, can fly, fight, he can fly. He can crow, yeah. he can beat pirates, he has fun, he inspires others to dream. Yep. Just, you know, uh, my love for Peter Pan could go on for hours and hours, but I think he is a classic hero. I will say this. Yeah. Peter Pan doesn't change that much. No. He's not no, really he a changer. He's kind of But feels... maybe that's part of the message. Is that like the energy of youth sure should be never consistent. grow up. You know, never grow up. Yeah. Like if you, your childlike wonder should always be your childlike wonder. Yeah, because that's what is now what Peter Pan. I don't know. We've talked about this. That's yeah. what he represents to me. I yeah, guess. I think he absolutely re represents childhood adventure. Yeah, and and dreaming and yeah, all those things. But yeah, I think he's. I think he's a great hero. Uh, again, doesn't change. And I, I actually don't think he should be number one because I think that mm. at times Peter can be a little bratty. Yeah. Sometimes he doesn't necessarily listen to uh, advice from others around him. No, not into but that. But he just pushes forward. He pushes forward. And he flies. And I mean, we got to see him change in the movie Hook. So That's we'll, true. we'll say that. Well, he grew up. He grew up. Yeah. Right. Well, he, he had left to find Neverland. Yeah. So what does Neverland then represent? If we're getting really deep sure. into the um, uh, psychology of it. Well, I think that Neverland represents a safe space for children, mm. right? And if the whole idea that Captain Hook is sort of that uh, fatherly presence that can be sometimes scary, I suppose, yeah. um, especially when that movie was made, you have to think about like what fathers were like in yeah. the fifties, right? Bit like more stern, for a bit, bit more stern, bit more. I go to work, I come home, dinner's on the table. Don't bother daddy. Daddy's mm. got his pipe, and you know, like right. there was. I mean, it's the whole plot of Mary Poppins, right? That the yeah. father is too involved with work and not with the kids. So I think that Neverland represents sort of like the nursery. It's like that safe space where the kids can have adventure and know everything's going to be okay in the end uh, because, you know, Peter's going to come and save the day. That's true. Yeah. Yeah. He's he's amazing. Yeah. And he is in my collection of names, but right. I cannot guarantee if he's going to land in my top ten. All right. Well, I like that you said land. I know. That was good. He may never land in <laughs> my top ten. Land. Hey, why we can go. we get... We need the equivalent of our bell jingle jingle yeah. for Disney Countdown. Yeah, for our good jokes. Chris, do you have something? Ha <laughs> hey! ha! that was good. He was of course ready he to does. go. I love that you've... You, our listeners can't see Chris, you know, clearly because they're listening. Right. Uh, but, like, Chris is so casual. Yep. Like, if you sure. were watching Chris, you'd be like, is he even interested <laughs> in what we're talking about? And then He's all of a right sudden there. you'll say something and the sound effect is like, Boom. It's He's amazing. He's so in it. He's so dialed. You're the greatest. Uh, you're the greatest, Chris. We love you. Um, so number 10 for me is going to be Chris. No. Uh, <laughs> He's a hero. He's a, and he <laughs> a does hero Disney Countdown, men. so right. he is connected to Disney. No, so for number 10, I'm scrolling through my list right now. Okay, this one is a character that I believe, as a hero, maybe rarely thought of. Okay. And doesn't get enough love as a result of that. Mm. This is from Toy Story. Mm -hmm. And the character is going to be Andy's mom. Mm. You know, as a hero, as a hero. Okay, 
Tell me more. Okay. Think about this. When we first meet Andy yeah. and all the toys, it's Andy's birthday. Yeah. Who's organizing that entire thing? Andy's mom. There's not another parent in sight. Yeah. She not only organized. There are theories it, about this, you know. I And that's what I am curious about. Yeah. Like, did we lose Andy's dad in a tragic accident? Did Andy's dad leave the family? Right, yeah. Regardless, Andy's mom is alone. Single mom. Single mom who's in the middle of packing up their entire house and moving to a new house, throws her child a birthday party and is Impressive. the only adult there. Like, if yeah, all the other kids were just dropped off. Do we know what age Andy is in that first I film? would guess around like seven. Yeah, maybe. seven or eight. Yeah. Be, and plus, she's got a small child. Yeah, yeah. Molly the baby. is like, what, maybe one Yeah, in that first movie? There's a dog. There's They get a dog at the yeah. end. Like, this... Superhero mom is it. taking on everything. Yeah. Everything. And like, I think whenever I watch that movie, it now as a parent, I see Andy's Bravo mom. mom. Serious. That's what I'm saying. Like seeing her through like a parent's lens and be like, wow, you are navigating all of this stuff on your own yeah. and you're doing it well. Yeah. So incredibly well. Like that's why I just, I think, Andy's mom is probably one of the unsung heroes of not just Pixar movies, but Disney movies across the board. And she, then she gets him and she goes to college. Like her kids do well in life and she does it all on her own. I like that. Huge shout out. Do we know what her name is? Andy's mom. They never even, she doesn't even see. Yeah. We don't even know her name. I know. No respect. You know, I want to give it up. Shout out from a mountaintop. Number 10. Heroes from Disney movies, Andy's mom. Andy's mom. That's yeah. a good one, dude. I like that. Thank you. Um, all right. My number nine is going to be a guy uh, who I think is a great example of a hero, and that's going to be good old Wreck-It Ralph. Oh, he's good. Ralph is such a great hero. And if you haven't watched Wreck-It Ralph in a while, you go back and give it a, a little gander. It's really a very lovable movie. Yeah. And one of the things that... I love about it is that the character of Ralph reminds me so much of the character of Shrek, mm, which is obviously okay. very near and dear to my heart. Right. Um, quick little sidebar. A lot of people don't know this, but the original voice of Shrek was Chris Farley. Have we ever oh, talked really? about this? No. So when there's the William Steig books that were written about Shrek and he's, it's very different. He's very like pimply and gross looking. It's right. not like the clean Shrek that we imagine from DreamWorks. Um, but they originally, when they were doing the film, Chris Farley had recorded about like three quarters of the film. Okay. And you can actually go on YouTube and watch clips of it. Whoa. And it is amazing. He was so lovable in it. And then when he sadly passed, uh, and, you know, full disclosure, Chris Farley is one of my hugest heroes. Um, so, it, you know, this I love this story. Um, when he passed, DreamWorks literally put the whole movie on the shelf and mm. was like, we don't know what to do. They waited a few years and then felt like this is too good of a property. We got to figure out a way to end it. So they their options were find a voice double to like finish the film, try to finish the film with what they had, like yeah. if they could make an ending out of it, or cast someone new. And they decided to cast someone new. They went to Mike Myers, and Mike Myers went to the Farley family and was like, you're cool with this? And they were like, yeah, of course. Um, but yeah, so that's how Mike Myers Whoa. took over. Um, but when you listen to the clips of Chris Farley playing Shrek, one of the aspects of him that I think 
was not as present in the Mike Myers version is that he true as opposed to having an energy of like get away from me and get off my swamp leave me alone you know which is definitely the Mike Myers kind of sense right in Chris Farley's version he's just somebody who wants a hug mm. he just is like a guy who's like everybody's always running away from me nobody wants to try to get to know me they just assume that I'm an ogre and I'm a bad guy right and so it had this much more like just longing for people to like give him a chance and to understand him mm. and I feel like the character of Ralph is essentially going through that same journey right. of like everybody just assumes oh here's Ralph he's the bad guy he's gonna wreck everything and they don't get a chance to really meet the man underneath the big mm. fists and so uh, I just love that the transformation that he goes through in that film uh, obviously voiced by John C. Riley so perfectly. Oh, yeah. Um, but yeah, Wreck-It Ralph. That's my number nine selection for Disney Heroes. And a great song that didn't end up on our top songs. Which one's that? Uh, is it See You Again? When can I see you? Yes. Uh, oh, yeah. Uh, from uh, Owl City. Uh, from Owl City. Yeah, and then they when use it I in the um, they use it in the nighttime parade. Yes. the uh, But it is from Wreck-It Ralph. The, yeah. well, light up the night yeah, or whatever yeah, yeah. it was but yeah paint the night paint the night gosh yeah. that song is so so good it was very like catchy. very close to making yeah my top 10 didn't even make my top 15 but love that one. song yeah. so so much i have to ask you though i don't know if i knew that chris farley was such like an inspiration for you so when knowing that he originated shrek and then you got to play shrek on broadway then on tour mm -hmm. what was that feeling like for you well i mean i definitely i think tried to honor that yeah the, that sense of you know the Chris Farley version of Shrek and making him trying to make that character less of a push everybody away and truly meaning it. And more like you have, you can't change the, you know, the, the words of what right. it is, but like trying to show Shrek as much more of a character who was lonely. And, and even though he might say that that was how we wanted it, he really didn't. He was searching for connection and, and to be understood. And so, yeah, I mean, uh, when I found that out, and I found it out while I was doing Shrek. Oh, wow. So I was doing it on Broadway at the time, and I found out that Chris Farley had done it, and then I like did all this research about it. And yeah, you can see clips of it on YouTube, and they have the um, the storyboards, like the sketches. Of, oh, okay. And it's Eddie Murphy as Donkey. It's the scene when they're like up on the... Um, the cliff after he's sort of like shown himself to Fiona, right? Uh, but it's it's awesome. You gotta check it out. Oh my gosh, I need to. Are there clips of you playing Shrek online? Yeah, okay. there's some. I feel like our listeners need to go. Yeah, dig that up so they can get yeah. a little if little taste Google, of you. If you Google Eric Peterson and Shrek, you can see some. Oh, stuff. There are definitely a lot of photos. Yes, a of lot of you photos from yeah. the Pantages. I yes. think it was when you guys yeah, yeah. opened. I've I've seen those yeah. photos a lot. Yeah. Uh, I wish I could have seen you in that role. That'd have been so cool. It was pretty good. Maybe they'll revive it and then yeah, you, yeah. Can, you can bring it back. Um, all right. So here we go. Again, mine or not in Numbers, order. So I'm yeah. going to grab another one. I don't want to say at random because I'm scrolling sure. through these names as we are going here. Okay. This is going to be another surprising one. Okay. I feel very confident that this is not on your list. All right. Are you ready for this? Yes. Bing bong from Inside Out. Ooh. Okay, explain. He's not on my list. I love the character. Explain how he's Bing Bong a hero. I think you're right, but I just want to hear your reasoning. The one word that really jumps out to me when we think of heroes is sacrifice. Yeah. Bing Bong legitimately sacrifices their existence for joy and sadness to make it and to put everything back back yeah. to normal. And I think like 
when you think of the essence, when they're always talking about the character of Riley and like what makes Riley Riley. Yeah. I think Bing Bong is sort of the representation of that because Bing Bong is silly. Yeah. Bing Bong is imagination. Bing Bong is like the figment yeah. of this story. And I just, that moment when it comes when Bing Bong, because Bing Bong is like also helping them navigate. Now, granted, Bing Bong gets them into some sketchy sure. situations when they yeah. start like breaking apart oh, yeah. into pieces and becoming like two dimensional yeah. and whatever. But like Bing Bong is literally, he's trying. he's trying to help them get back to this place that Joy in all of her understanding, like on one level, you might go, oh, Joy's the hero because she's the one who's sure. trying to keep everything in order. But she's also limiting Riley's feelings, which is like causing an imbalance in sure. this person. And then they encounter Bing Bong, who's just like out to help yeah, in the most pure sense of the word help. And then in the end, when he realizes the only way for Riley, which is what everyone cares about, yeah. to for her stability to survive is for yeah. him or them to sacrifice themselves. They do that. It is great. It's such an emotional yeah. moment where they're like, bing bong, bing yeah. bong. And they're like, they look back and bing bong's going back going down. Going back down. Yeah. And, but bing bong saves the day. So that, I love that selection. Yeah. And you justified it very well. I like that. Yeah. That's really Thank good. You. Yeah. I was, I was literally was putting, I was like every single character that I could think of, I was just writing down. I was like, well, why do I think of that yeah. person as a hero? Because on the surface, you might go, well, maybe sadness or joy sure. are the hero in that story. But it's like, well, they don't make it back yeah. without Bing Bong. That's right. So shout out to Bing Bong. I like that. Yeah. Um, it, it also, sort of that whole aesthetic of what you're talking about there and that film. Have you seen on TikTok over the last week this teenage filter? Yes. This is so emotional. There's a filter on TikTok yes. right now called Teenage Filter or something like right. that. And it really works. I'm 41 years old. It? Yeah. I haven't and done like it I did it and it it's not that it just like smooths out your face because you know now we look weathered and old. Right. But like it also I don't know what it somehow it is it's creepy in that it really feels like you are looking at yourself when you're like 14. And it's wild to see people, and I've seen so many people going through this where they're like a middle aged. Oh my god, I guess we're middle aged, right? Oh people that they're like forties or fifties, <laughs> and like they see this glimpse of themselves yeah. when they're a kid, and a lot of people start crying. Like it really feels. I think there's some sense of regret mm. with some people. There's some sense of like, oh my gosh, I miss when times were simpler and like I didn't have to pay bills and raise kids and figure everything out. Yeah. I think people have a sense of like, I should have been nicer to myself when I was that age. And it is, it is really pretty wild to see how people are deeply affected at just the sight of themselves when they were younger and, and what it's like sort of doing to them now. Yeah. I, it's I, wild. I, I I think I've been, you know, fed on my for you page a couple of those. Yeah. And I, there was one where it's like me is like 50 and it's a yeah. woman she's looking at herself and then she's like looking at her younger version you just see tears starting to yeah. stream down her face and part of me was like would I react? I haven't done it yet. I haven't done it yet. It's emotional. Because part of me I don't know why my immediate response was well like I have a box of pictures of me when I was like 14 sure. out in the garage like I'm not going to go cry if I go look at those photos. Like, right. why would I feel different? There's something about 
it's the eyes. It's that mm. you're looking directly into your own eyes. It's mm. like you're looking in the mirror when you're 14. You know what I mean? Which is different than like a posed photo of like, everybody smile. You know, there's something about that. Like, Do I need to do this right now? I think now? you should. Oh, God. Danny's going to do it right now. You know what everyone is expecting right now? Cries. Cries for me. They're like, oh, <laughs> here come the tears. Like, I feel like it would be such a tease if you just talked about it, talked about it. What do I need to search for on here? Teenage you know? filter. Uh, teen, teenage filter effect. Okay. Yeah. Uh, okay. Let's see. So these people are doing it. Teenage look. Okay. So do I, do I need to record myself? You could, or you can All just, right, here we go. Wait, I can just describe it. All right. So I'm going to, I'm not currently filming myself because okay. I don't want to see it yet. All right. right. Here we go. Oh, wow. <laughs> oh, wow. That's wild. It's pretty crazy, right? Do you know why I think this doesn't impact me? Why? Because when I was like 14, I had a huge gap between my teeth. <laughs> And now like you my don't. teeth were so bad, <laughs> right? And my skin never looked this good, <laughs> ever. Like not like if I looked like this, I think I would have been like cast in High School the Musical. <laughs> I don't know. Wow. I mean, it is. It's weird though, right? It is really weird. Yeah. Yeah. My nose looks different too. Oh, and I don't have wrinkles on my forehead. Yeah. That's nice. All those things. Oh my gosh. Check it out, folks. Yeah. Check it out. Have a good. Let us know what you think. Yeah. I I think if I look like this. I might have been more popular in high school, <laughs> which like is it. what it's all about, That's baby. Right. I love uh, that. All right, so we got through our our ten and nine. Yes. All right. So I'm up. Uh, all up. right. My number eight selection for uh, Disney heroes is Merida. Ooh, I great love selection, Merida. And she is obviously just such a fighter. Yeah. She is so strong willed. She is wants to be a leader. Yeah. And I think the the quote from the movie that just sums up the whole movie and who she is and and what she represents is when she says they're trying to see uh they have a little competition that are um they're shooting bow and bow and arrow stuff right. to decide who will get the chance from the different clans to propose to Merida. Mm. And so they all put forward their like top bow and arrower guy. Yeah. Archer. Archer. <laughs> bow and arrower. <laughs> Otherwise known as an archer. Um, and and uh, so they have like the three clans and yeah. they're about to start. But then Merida says, I am Merida, firstborn descendant of Clan Dunbrook, and I'll be shooting for my own hand. Oh. And I love that line. And she comes out and she does. And she like wins. And she's like, none of you are going to propose That's to me. That's so good. And, but that line of like, you know, just having that such empowerment of, you know, female empowerment. And for little girls to like see that film and to see this character with a mm. big, wild, unruly hair, and she has a difficult relationship with her mother and yeah. with her father, and but she somehow like knows that at the core of what she is and represents is family and mm. and is history and tradition. But the way that the you know the mom who turns into a bear and then they sort of reconcile their yeah. feelings. It's just such a great film and Merida is such a great cool character that sadly I don't think gets enough love. I mean she's in the parks and they're you occasionally know, occasionally, yeah. you know. Um but she doesn't have her own like ride or area or anything right. like that. And she's just such a great 
great inspiring character, especially for uh, little girls. So I agree. That's my number eight. I keep trying Merida. to get Emerson to watch Brave. Like, yeah. uh, you know, when you're on Disney Plus, yeah, you're yeah. like, oh, well, let's just see what else is out yeah, there. Yeah. You know, And I know I'm going for that. And I click and I'm like, well, she looks kind of interesting. Yeah. Doesn't she? goes, Daddy, I don't want to watch this. Yeah. But I know the day is going to come where she'll finally watch it. You know what she should do is if you know that she's like coming into the family room, mm. just turn it on. Have it be playing. Because that's what when I find with my kids is if I show them a preview and they see the preview, then they're like, oh, I want to watch that. Totally. But if you just say, I want you to watch Brave, they're like, no, I don't want to watch that. And they're like, no, I want to watch Peppa. Yeah. All yeah. the time. Because I just finally got her to watch uh, Cars oh, nice. for the first time. And now she loves, loves Lightning McQueen. She I love thinks it. he's amazing. The best. Meredith's so good. And there's that great song um, from the movie as well. What uh, It's uh, Touch the Sky. Mm-hmm. So good. It's a good one. I feel like I need to go back and watch it because... The first time I saw it, I hadn't been to Scotland yet. Sure. But now I've been. Yeah. And like Scotland just feels like I felt so connected to that country. And when yeah. I listened to Touch the Sky, it's like I just immediately, it's like it's Outlander vibes. Yeah. yeah. It gives me Outlander vibes, totally. but more child friendly. Right. <laughs> uh, great selection is Thank really you. the moral of the story. Okay. So next up for me, scrolling through my hodgepodge list here, I'm going to go. All right. I feel good about this one. I feel really good about this one. Love the movie Ratatouille, the hero, Remy. I like it. I think Remy Good is hero. so, so great. Uh, obviously, incredibly heroic in terms of the way that Remy changes Linguini's life. Mm -hmm. Also, you might look on the surface and go like, oh, Linguini's the hero because like, he's sort of like the focus point from like a human perspective. But like Remy... He's driving the ship. He's driving the ship via the hair. Yeah. You know, he is driving that ship. And there's so many moments where Linguini just turns his back on Remy, especially like as he starts to fall in love. Yeah. Uh, with, uh, what is it? Not Cosette. It's uh, Colette or Colette, something? Colette. Colette. I think Cosette so, yeah. would be the musical version yes. of, uh, of Ratatouille called yes. Les Mis. Les, Mis. <laughs> uh, Les Raton, or whatever. I would say rat in, in French. But, you know, he has every reason to not keep showing up yeah. to help Linguini, but he does. Yeah. And does such a phenomenal job. And then I love in the end that Remy gets revealed for who Remy really is. Yeah. And I just think that's such a beautiful sentiment, you know, and as you're listening to the um the critic writing the review about how he's been totally shocked and there's there's never been a time like this and this whole idea of like anyone can cook. Yeah. And I just think that's such an empowering message because it's maybe cooking isn't your thing that anyone can do this thing, no matter where you come from, that yeah. your parents tell you, you can't do this. Your, your brothers, your sisters, your friends, everyone tells you for, because of the way you look or because of the way you're defined by the world, you can't do this thing. Yeah. And that Remy doesn't let that derail him yeah. at all. And he still chases his dream. Even when everyone that he's ever known has told him not to do it. And even when he finally meets the one person who gives him a chance to do it, that person turns their back on him. Yeah. But he still shows up for that person, so that person doesn't look ridiculous. And yeah. then the whole thing of revealing, chasing down the documents, mm -hmm. you know, and that whole chasing, you know, scene with, with the, the chef guy. Yeah. Um, Remy's just always there. I also like that. At the end, when Remy now has provided essentially glorious food for the entire rat colony, that he doesn't like hold it over them and be like, I told you so. You know, right. like he says, okay, now believe me. 
but he doesn't like lord it over them, which totally. is a great, great characteristic. He's very humble. Yeah. Remy is incredibly humble, even though he's incredibly talented. Yeah. And I think that's another good thing, you know, when we talk about what makes a good hero. I think it's I think humility yeah. is is good too. So that's why I've got uh, good old Remy. I like it. Ratatouille Voiced by eight. the spectacular Patton Oswalt. That's right. He's so good. Who I watched character. crush it on Celebrity Jeopardy. Oh, did he do good? Recently. Yeah. He, like, I think the other two players were in the negative, and he had like 40,000. Yeah. Amazing. So he was just getting every single question. Right? I love it. <laughs> um, all right. My number seven is it's a duo. I think you'll allow this. Uh, it could even be a quintuplet. If you if you will, Ooh, okay. Um, but it's Mr. and Mrs. Incredible. Oh, I'm putting him as, as a as a group. Solid. Um, obviously, they are heroes to a T, right? right? They are they build themselves as heroes. They uh, want people to think of them as heroes. Yep. They're obviously very strong, very flexible. Uh, they're great at teamwork. I, that's m- probably my favorite part of Incredibles one, and then all of Incredibles two is once the family figures out how to do hero stuff together mm. is just my favorite part of those films. Yeah. When you got like, you know, Dash is running super fast and then, you know, Miss uh, Elastigirl will like pick him up and throw him and then, um, what's the daughter's name? Uh, Violet. Violet will like put a force field around them and yes. then they got Jack-Jack in the mix. It's just so good. So uh, all of the Incredibles are so great. I also, obviously, you know, we talk a lot about parenting and and what it is to actually be parents and deal with, you know, everyday life stuff. Yep. And, you know, they go through it. They they have to work at parenting and mm-hmm. husbanding and wifing. And, you know, we definitely uh, quote from this movie a lot. If I'm like on my phone and Lisa's doing something with the kids and she wants me to jump in, she's like, engage, engage. <laughs> and I'll do it to her if I'm like... I, you need to jump in here and help yeah. me. And so we quote that all the time in oh our my house. So saying, engage. It's time <laughs> to engage. That's so um, good. But yeah, Mr. and Mrs. Incredible and the whole Incredibles clan uh, are spectacular heroes. They're so good. That reminds me of the moment in Inside Out where like it goes inside the mom's brain. Yeah. And they're like, signal, signal the husband. Like, yeah. <clears throat> and like they go inside his brain. They're like watching sports and like... <laughs> signal him again did she say something to us did she say she's talking to us right now she said something to us and he's like um yes i I agree (laughs) it's so good that movie's brilliant anyway very similar feeling and vibe though in that moment okay so number seven for me okay this is getting hard because now i'm looking at the fact that i'm not going to get to name all of these Mm. in this countdown and so i feel like i have very fine tooth comb sure at this point in time so i think for number seven I'm going to go a newer hero. Okay. And that's going to be Mirabel. Oh, I like Encanto. that. I love that. This is a very similar vibe to the Remy vibe. Sure. Where you have all of these people, the closest people to you in the world, making you feel like an outcast. Yeah. You know, like that moment, the, one of the moments in that movie that always gets me the most is after uh, Antonio gets, gets his, his room. His, yeah. his room. And they're like, our family photo. And it's like it goes slow motion. Yeah. And she's not in the photo. Yeah. That they don't even invite her yeah. to be a part of the photo. But yet, through all of that, she's the one that sees this thing is is happening. Yeah. To this thing, this group of people that she loves so, so much. But these people that have rejected her in so many ways. And I just love that she 
like goes on this journey to discover what her own power is Mm -hmm. and where her spot is in this family is that though she didn't get her own door or this thing that they deem as like being special, that she understands the essence of the family. And she seems to be the one person who's never lost sight of what their power really is. Yeah, yeah. And that power is is love. And she goes and tries to find the outcast. And like she doesn't belittle anybody. Like Never. everyone is included in Mirabelle's world. And even when the one person that nobody stands up to, you know, is telling her, you've got it wrong, she makes that decision to stand up. Yeah. I mean, not to say that, you know, Abuela is like the villain. No. But she's sort of playing she's the, the villain. force that she's pushing against. Exactly. Yeah. And she makes that decision to say, like, no. You've got it. You got it wrong. Yeah. And I just think that's such a powerful moment, you know, because we are, you know, taught so many times to not question our elders and all that sure. sort of stuff. And I think there's there's a time and a place for that. But when you come into your own and more so when you know that something is wrong or you know that something is right, standing up and speaking out. Yeah. What's in your heart? I think Mirabelle is a great example. And just I think the grace that she shows that's being surrounded word, yeah. by you know, Isabella and Louisa and strength and beauty and all these things that are always propped up. And she doesn't seem to be bothered by it. Yeah. Or see, she doesn't seem jealous ever. She never, she never has a moment of being like, well, they all got some, woe is me. You know, everybody else got a gift, but I didn't. She's like, well, I, I didn't get mine, but maybe someday. And it just, it feels truly hopeful and not like putting on of, you know, she is like, Let's all ships rise, yeah, you know, yeah. like a, a rising tide raises all ships, yeah. or whatever the quote is. Like, she wants to prop them up and she wants to be like a mirror back to them, like, you are awesome, yeah, you are strong, you are beautiful, blah blah blah. Um, but I also love that, like, when she starts to step into her gift and her essence, it elevates everybody else, yeah, as well. And I think that's a great message of that movie is that there's enough for everybody to go around and by like supporting people in their gifts, that's actually that. There's not that's not diminishing to you, right? In any way, and it's I think, that whole idea of, ha, uh, you know, if everybody gets a piece of the pie, there's not less pie. You know yeah. that I tr- I can't think what that exact quote there's is. There's enough but it's pie like, for everyone. Yeah, right? like you don't have to you not getting something. Hang on, you can scratch all of this, Chris. What is the freaking quote? Um, like other people's success. Okay. It's like, you know, this idea of like other people's successes are not your failures. Right. And she really embodies that, which is 100%. very cool. And I think it's really heroic to be that type of person, um, especially when there's like every reason on the surface for her not to be that person. Yeah. It is. She is just pure love. She is pure inclusivity uh, and grace. And I just and, and the bravery to stand up to, yeah. to, to Abuela, I think, is really power and to go find Bruno. I mean, sure. That's a pretty brave moment, too. Because we don't talk we about don't talk about them. All right? <laughs> <laughs> um, all right. My number six, which will be the last one of this particular countdown. Yes. Uh, is going to be somebody who I actually debated whether he should be on this list. Ooh. And that's going to be Simba. Okay. Simba is a great hero, yeah. right? But he really doesn't show his heroic side until like the last... 15 minutes of the movie. Right. You know, he's not acting heroically throughout, you know, somebody like uh, Mirabelle or some of the other characters that I've said, like they are showing heroic traits mm. throughout the movie. Yeah. I feel like Simba doesn't get there until he comes back to challenge Scar. Yeah. And, you know, cause prior to that, he is a little entitled. He is a little bratty. He, you know, he definitely does not 
want to go and fulfill his duty. Yeah. Uh, and so he is somebody that is not a hero the whole time, but then he becomes a hero. Yeah. And then if you watched any of like the Lion King two and a half or something like that, when Simba has sort of become the new Mufasa, obviously Mufasa is a great leader and we would all want to be like him to have wisdom and grace and to have, you know, patience with those below us. Yeah. Um, but I feel like Simba's on his way to becoming that. So I'm putting him in at number six because okay. I think he's a classic, great Disney hero, but he, he almost didn't make the list. I mean, hero's journey for sure. Yes, for sure. You know, get, you know, outcast all that sort of stuff but then comes back to save the day i yeah. think you know i think simba has the essence of isn't that one of the songs he lives in you yeah yeah, yeah. so like he has the essence of mufasa and yeah. he has, just has to make that decision and to, to see it he has to, to get past yeah. his own junk you know his own stuff in his head of thinking like they're all mad at me i can't do that i'm not good enough nobody wants me like he has all those negative thoughts rolling around in his head, yeah. and then I love how Rafiki just like hits him with the stick, and he goes, you know, he hits him once, and he goes, "Oh, that hurt," and he goes, "Okay, learn," and then he swings at him again, and he ducks. He goes, "See, don't let what happened in the past mm. hurt you now. Like, yeah, learn from it and move on." What a great lesson for us all. Great lesson to learn. Mm. Disney bringing <laughs> dropping the gems, as they say. All right, so this is uh, going to be my number six, which will be my last one, our last one for this countdown. So before I reveal it, uh, if you are not doing so already, please make sure to follow us on social media. We are at Disney Countdown Show on Instagram and TikTok, at Disney Countdown on Facebook, and at Pod Disney on Twitter. And if you're loving what you're hearing, please make sure to rate and review. And if you want even more, Eric and Danny. Uh, access to us personally on this private Facebook group, plus access to additional episodes. Click the link in the episode notes to join our Patreon. And we're actually, I didn't share this earlier, mm. but we have special Disney merch we I are giving saw this. to our Patreon peeps, How to our crew. Cool. You know, what Disney is really big with pin trading, right? Yeah, yeah. So we made our own custom Disney countdown pins. Those are awesome. Uh, that have our, our show artwork on it. So exactly what you see that pops up on your screen when you listen to the show, you can get your very own pin. All you got to do that. is come join our Patreon uh, and you can get uh, get yourself one of those. Um, anyway, and there's only 50 that I have right now. Mm. So maybe we'll make it like super exclusive. We're only yeah, I like the that. First 50. We should write little numbers on the back of them. Ooh. So they're like officially one numbered. Of? Yeah. Dude, that's brilliant. People love exclusive merch. They drops. love that so, stuff. Click the link to get your exclusive yes. Disney countdown pin. Uh, that being said, number six for me. Oh, this is so hard. This is so hard. Mm -hmm. Okay. I am going to go <laughs> with my you can do it, sixth selection. Oh, this is, Eric, this is really hard. Oh, my gosh. All right. I'm going to go. Okay. This is, I, I, there's a trend here for me. I'm going Hops from Love Zootopia. It. Love it. Hops has got a lot of the similar journey stuff going on that Remy and Mirabelle sure. have going on. Because everyone's telling Hops. Disrespected. Disrespected. When she's a kid, they're like, oh, you're, you'll never be yeah. a police officer. She gets bullied. Yeah. When, you know, she's a kid, like yeah. growing up and like the big like Fox guy or whatever it is is like, You'll never be more than yeah, a yeah. little rabbit, blah, blah, blah. And even when she gets accepted into the academy. Everybody treats her everyone's bad. Everyone's treating her bad. And she finds her way to be the best that she can possibly be. And then even when she's assigned to like traffic cop right. duty, she's 
do decides, your best. I'm going to be the best traffic cop yeah. that I can possibly be. And then when she sees something happening, even though it's not her job, she chases after yeah. that situation. And then the way that she is so uh, cognizant and aware of all the little rodents mm-hmm. in like Rodentville <laughs> yes, yeah. to like protect all of them while she's trying to chase after the, the bad guy yeah. who stole like the, the onions or the popsicles or something. Well, he stole like the little like uh, like radishes that they're, that we find oh, out yes. later what they're using the them poison, for. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, I just think Hops, again, like Mirabelle, like Remy has all these, her parents, her close friends telling her she shouldn't do this thing. And then when she finds out why she was selected and, and what the whole mayor situation right, is yeah. going on, that even through all this, all the adversity that this character faces, that she still chooses to be positive and yeah. to do her best and to save the day yeah, and to see the good in, uh, in the Fox. That's a big thing. You know, yeah. Jason Bateman's character yeah. that everyone has like disregarded him as like this predator and like you can't trust him and the liar that she includes him finds a way to include him and to empower him to be the best version to be his best self yeah like i think that's heroic is empowering other people to be them best their best selves and hops is obviously uh that personified and i'm really excited now because i just watched zoolander or uh, zoolander Zoolander? yes now i want to see jenny hops doing blue steel oh my gosh yes uh jenny hops is Derek zoolander that's right and uh and then i guess who would be um hansel that'd be the the question um i guess nick Would would it be nick or would it be the the lion Oh, the line with the mayor the feels mayor like he would, would be, be a really too. great Hansel. So is, hot right that's now. True. Uh, but no, uh, hops in Zootopia. I just watched that movie for the first time recently, and I'm so excited for Zootopia 2 yeah. to see where their story goes next. If you have not seen Zootopia, because I feel like that one sort of it slipped, slipped, it through, slipped the through the cracks. Definitely did for me. If you haven't watched it and you're like, mm, it's not going to be very good. It's really funny. Great. A lot of great inside adult humor mm-hmm. in that one when, yeah. they, when they, she goes to like the the naturalist yeah. place yeah. where like uh, Chong is like the voice of mm-hmm. the goat or whatever Chichi it is. Chong, yeah. And they're doing all the yoga. Yeah. That whole sec- section, I was like, oh my gosh, yeah. it's hysterical. Yeah. And I just, I think she's so incredibly heroic and it's like, doesn't matter your size, doesn't matter your lot in life. Like you can, you can do great things. And I think Hops is a, a great example of that. Absolutely. Yep. All right, folks, that brings us to a close on the first half of the top 10 10 Disney heroes list. Uh, we will be back next week with our selections for five through one. Yep. Can't which wait. Is very exciting. we got some great selections. Maybe I'll have my list prepared. Yeah. Maybe Danny will decide beforehand, <laughs> uh, but we'll see either way. It's going to be great. Um, but we, again, please follow us on all the socials. Please rate and review. Um, we love you guys. We Thanks really so do. much for yeah. listening. I think this was a great episode. I agree. Bye to Chris. And then we're going to close it out as we do every episode of the Disney countdown show by saying, D-I-S See you real soon N-E-Y Why? Because we count down Disney Countdown Show Bye everybody, we'll see you on the next one Bye bye See ya